In this great unfolding of life or existence, ideas and thoughts, themes and songs, and other works of art exist in the ether to ripen on schedule, ready to find expression in the physical world. As artists, it is our job to draw down this information, transmute it, and share it. What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 235 of the Spun Today podcast. And in this episode, I share my writing stats for March, April, and May 2023. I also share an update uh, about my upcoming short story anthology and tell you a little bit about how it continues to go with working with my editor. As usual on these free writing session episodes, I also share a writing tip that I picked up along the way. Hopefully it can help some of you out there, fellow writers. And I also tell you about what I've been reading. Lastly, I read and reflect on a free writing piece of my own, which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Stick around for all that good stuff. But first, I want to tell you all about a great way that you can help support this show. If you're enjoying listening to the Spawn Today podcast, as much as I enjoy putting it out for you, please consider supporting this show. There's a myriad of ways that you can do so, which I'll tell you all about in the outro of this episode. But before you get there, I just want to tell you guys about just one of those ways. Your support absolutely means a ton, helps to motivate me to continue putting out these episodes, and also helps me keep the lights on. So here is a quick way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast if you so choose. And then we will jump right into the episode. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, You can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. My writing stats. So I had fairly mediocre months the last few months, including one atrocious month, which was April, my birthday month. And that one I'll concede has more to do with just like poor record keeping that month on my part. Uh, but still I give myself the L if for nothing else for just that, not you know, keeping proper track. So I'll leave that. For March, 2023, I wrote 10 out of the 31 days of the month for a writing percentage of 32.3%. For April, 2023, I wrote or only kept track of 
writing for only five of the 30 days of the month for an abysmal 16.7% writing percentage. And for May 2023, I wrote, picked it up a bit. I wrote 13 out of the 31 days of the month for a writing percentage of 41.9%. Now, what am I mainly working on when citing those recent figures? It's my absolute top priority, which is putting out my short story anthology by the end of Q2, which is at the end of June, which I still think might be doable. It's going to be tight, but still doable. But yeah, that's what I'm primarily focused on in terms of my writing right now. And I'm in the editing phase, as I told you guys about last time. I continue to have a great experience uh, working with my editor, still going through the initial first pass of all of the editing that I received back, but I'm through with about, I would say 40 to 50% of it. And as I'm continuing to go through the process, I definitely see why other writers and editors alike mentioned how important it is to work with an editor that you have a good rapport with, that you have a a good vibe with that you kind of sort of connect with and that shouldn't be surprising right it's kind of like any other type of relationship whether it's a friendship or an intimate relationship with someone that you're with like the chemistry matters a lot if for nothing else to kind of serve as the social lubricant that allows the actual work to get done that much more seamlessly and just based on her feedback thus far and some of her input and and takeaways we have a similar sensibility, a really good sense of humor, and all those intangibles like that definitely, definitely factor in and definitely matter, in my opinion. And obviously, not just my opinion, definitely something that I've heard other writers and editors mention, uh, as I said. So I just wanted to echo those sentiments. And honestly, I don't see myself ever putting out another manuscript, another project without going through the editing process. And I know that that was that's aligned with my mentality going into this. Like I told you guys in previous episodes where like my first book, I, you know, did it completely 100%. Everything was just me from the cover design to the writing, obviously, and the self-editing and then everything else that comes with that after the fact, right? Like the distribution and the publishing and the marketing. Then for my second book, I got a professional cover design, uh, but the writing and, and self-editing and everything else was still me. Um, and this, my third uh, published work is going to be professional cover design, which I'm sticking with, the writing myself, obviously, uh, but now with professional editing. And then moving forward, I think that's going to be like the norm until like you get to a point where it makes sense to maybe outsource marketing and, and, and things like this. So I can focus on what I actually like and love to do, which is the actual writing itself. But I'll bucket that under hashtag writing goals with one slight exception, which is I think my, my make way for you series. I think I'll possibly get professional cover design or you know uh i'm not like married to that that very simple cover that i designed uh, for it but it makes sense to me at least right now this is how i feel not to get those professionally edited because the essence of the make way for you series volume one available now spuntoday.com forward slash books if you want to check it out or just search for it on amazon make way for you tips for getting out of your own way the essence of those books are being a collection of free writing that strings together with a specific through line and theme but they are all essentially first draft free writing pieces so they're not meant to be a polished refined collection of prose for example 
So with the exception of that series, I'll probably be definitely going through the editing process with everything else that I write. Definitely everything like fiction based. And those are my writing stats thus far. We'll definitely keep you posted with future writing stats to keep myself honest during a future free writing session episode of the Spun Today podcast. Writing tips. The writing tip I'm going to share with you guys today comes from one of my favorites, Miss K.M. Wyland, who runs the Helping Writers Become Authors website, helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And I will link to this specific post in the episode notes of this episode for you all to check it out and find it yourselves, which I definitely recommend because it's full of additional context and other tips related to how to discover your character's backstory, for example, the right way to share backstory, certain times within your writing where you should avoid backstory, etc., and a lot of other gems like that that you all might find helpful, but that I'm not going to be sharing today as part of my writing tip. So definitely check out the full post there. And the excerpt that I will be sharing comes from the prologues versus flashbacks, part one of three. And it was posted on April 17th, 2023. And I'm going to be sharing from two different sections of this post, one of which is the when flashbacks work best. And the other is when prologues work best. And the reason why these in particular stood out to me is that I happen to be going through one of my stories via the editing process uh, that I mentioned earlier. And one of the short stories in that anthology had a prologue and actually if you guys check out the original short story pre-editing which i'm always going to leave up on my website uh at sponsor.com forward slash short stories and this short story specifically a night out you can see the original prologue there now as i've told you guys in the past the way i write i kind of like visualize things like in a movie even though i'm not writing a screenplay you know whether i'm writing a short story or or a full-length novel like it all plays out like a movie in my head And within that context, to me, it made sense to kind of have that prologue to like set the stage. And then in going through the editing process, uh, part of the feedback that my editor gave me was how one, usually uh, a prologue like that is like foreshadowing something that happens later in the story. In the case of A Night Out and the prologue that I wrote, it was kind of a something that did happen in the future, but that wasn't part of the story at all. So you'd never see like reference to that prologue that like exchange that conversation that the main character is having with someone we don't see that again throughout the story so it was sort of out of place in that sense like from a technical perspective and she wound up giving me tips on how to like weave that in throughout the story instead and just incorporate it into the actual short story instead of having this like standalone prologue which short stories usually don't have anyway so while i was going through that process i came across this post from km wyland related to flashbacks and prologues and how they work and when they don't work, etc., which I definitely found helpful and wanted to share with you fine folks. So let's start off with when flashbacks work best. And she writes, backstory and flashbacks are synonymous in some writers' minds. The flashback is the technique of interjecting a dramatized scene from a character's past into the main part of the story. The advantages are that flashbacks are visceral and immediate, allowing audiences to experience the backstory with just as much potency as any of the scenes in the main part of the story. They are also detailed, which ensures complicated events can be fully explored and explained. 
the disadvantages are that flashbacks necessarily stop the progression of the main part of the story and they require audiences to be patient while a new scene or scenes are carefully fleshed out sometimes with an entirely different or altered cast of characters and that's definitely true right like as a writer you gotta like balance out if you want to use this flashback technique in when your story is balanced out the fact that you're taking folks you know your reader out of the world that you're building for them like you're kind of throwing them a curveball you're taking them out of that initial experience that you're giving them as the main part of the story and flashing back to a completely different scene and possibly with different characters to explain something that or to provide them with something rather that helps explain part of your main story so you, so it's kind of like a jarring experience or it can be if not done properly so you got to kind of sort of balance those two things together and not be too jarring and not take them out of it too much so that they're still invested in the main story which is your ultimate goal when telling a story right like you want your reader invested in the main story that you're telling everything else around it whether it be flashback or something else should aid in enhancing their experience and their connection with that main story and then she goes on to give a, a specific tip related to using flashbacks which is uh, short flashbacks usually work best especially if you're introducing them late into the story with no foreshadowing of a time shift such as you would have in a story with an altering timeline as we'll discuss in next week's post i see what you did there cam leave them wanting more and then she goes on to say however if you decide you want to include a lengthy flashback you know something more than just a short scene make sure it is dramatic enough to carry its own weight the longer a flashback the more dramatic it should be that's definitely a good takeaway there and that's what i wanted to share from that section the when flashbacks work best the next section i wanted to share with you guys which will round off uh this episode's writing tip is when do prologues work best she goes on to write prologues can take many forms sometimes they might be a flash forward to show an event from later in the story and this is what i by the way attempted to do with the prologue that i wrote for a night out and going back to the post uh, she continues by saying other times they are used as an atmospheric hook to set the tone and plant the quick bit of foreshadowing to be paid off later in the story most often however they're used as a sort of flashback in their own right to show a glimpse into an important moment in the character's backstory before the audience flips ahead to the main plot the advantages are thanks to their positioning at the very beginning of the story prologues set the stage that's definitely what i was attempting to do this means they never need to be foreshadowed or set up as do flashbacks they are the setup if the prologue is effective i.e more than just an info dump it can frame the story by hinting at what important revelation the entire story is building toward prologues are also relatively short quick and dirty they let authors get the backstory out of the way so they can then pursue the main plot uninterrupted the disadvantages are that like flashbacks prologues live apart from the main narrative and can therefore create a bit of a bump for readers as they transition from past to present within the story used well prologues can create subtext used poorly they can destroy opportunities for tasty subtext that might otherwise have existed within the story 
and that piece right there was like my editor's main main point main main takeaway with uh, the way i wrote that prologue and why it worked better weaved into the story itself which i ultimately agreed with which by the way is the dopest aspect of working with an editor and something to be cognizant of cognizant of is that if i didn't agree with that and i wanted to keep the prologue as is and i generally didn't and objectively didn't feel it was better the other way around you as the writer have the final say and can just say nah kick rocks i'm keep it in and as you go through an editing editing process obviously my limited scope of experience here but it's all i have to <laughs> to reference you're gonna have both of those things situations where you take the advice or the angle and you run with it you think it is better it does elevate your story and then situations where it's the opposite and you don't like and decide not to take the advice or feedback that's provided and then lastly here related to the disadvantages she says the main challenge they create again speaking to prologues the main challenge they create is that they force readers to begin a story twice which means you must hook them twice which is definitely something to keep in mind and then let me just wrap up this prologues with a tip that she shares which is if you decide to utilize a prologue to share important backstory information do it in a way that creates questions rather than offering all the answers up front if you're giving readers a prologue this means whatever happens in this scene must be important to pulling them into the story that is to follow. The prologue should create momentum, drawing readers into the need to know how the consequences of this backstory moment will play out. Definitely good, helpful advice there. And KM Wyland's site, again, helping writers become authors, is definitely chock full of those, and I highly recommend it to my fellow writers out there. And this specific post, again, will be linked to in the episode notes titled Prologues vs. Flashbacks, Backstory Techniques, Part 1 of 2. And that's the writing tip I wanted to share with you all today. Definitely check the back catalog episodes of the Spun Today podcast, specifically the free writing session episodes like this one, for more writing tips. And definitely stay tuned for free writing session episodes like this one in the future for more. What I've been reading. I finished reading The Creative Act, A Way of Being, which is a book by Rick Rubin. I told you guys a bit about it last time. Definitely excited to share all the takeaways that I got from it. Not all, but a lot. But first, here is an excerpt of the official synopsis. The Creative Act is a beautiful and generous course of study that illuminates the path of the artist as a road we can all follow. It distills the wisdom gleaned from a lifetime's work into a luminous reading experience that puts the power to create moments and lifetimes of exhilaration and transcendence within closer reach for all of us. And then about the book, Rick Rubin himself said, quote, I set out to write a book about what to do to make a great work of art. Instead, it revealed itself to be a book on how to be, end quote. That's definitely a very Rick Rubin thing to say, right? You guys know I'm a big fan. I think I gushed enough all about them during last uh, free writing session episode, so I'll check myself a bit this time around, especially since I'm going to be sharing a ton of clips with you guys. <laughs> Not clips, rather, but just excerpts, just things that resonated for different reasons while I was reading it. This is definitely going to be a read. Uh, it's going to be one of those books that I revisit as time goes on, similar to how I do with uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. 
this is definitely going to go into that rotation. And what I'm going to share with you guys, if this is like your first time hearing the, you know, what I've been reading section of these free writing session episodes is pretty much chronologically because I, I like take notes as I read the book. Uh, but just like different excerpts and different different points that were made, maybe certain specific lines of dialogue or just things that I jotted down as I was going through the book that resonated with me for, again, one reason or another. And here we go. However you frame yourself as an artist, the frame is too small. Here's another. It's best to wait until a work is complete to discover what it's saying. Holding your work hostage to meaning is a limitation. Works that attempt to overtly preach a message often don't connect as hoped. While a piece not intended to address a social ill may become an anthem for a revolutionary cause. Art is far more powerful than our plans for it. I fucking love that. So much depth there. And for me specifically, from a writing perspective that I can relate to is the part about letting a work be complete before discovering like what it's saying. I go into probably all of my free writing that way. Um, And even some short stories. I may have the nugget of an idea for a short story. And as I write it, the characters within it take me in a different direction. And the story ultimately becomes something else. Like, case in point, Fractal, my first novel. Fractal, a time travel tale. Available now at spuntoday.com forward slash books or search for it on Amazon. But that story started off as a short story. And initially I had planned to go in a different direction with it. Similar but different. But as I got into it and deeper into it, more and more of the story started revealing itself to the point that it stretched out to a full-length novel and very likely a not very likely it's at least in my mind already a three book series it might become a deeper series thereafter but that's far down the line and as you all know it's my the second novel is already underway paused and put on hold because i switched gears for the short story anthology but definitely what i am going to be working on next after I published the short story anthology is the continuation of where I left off with Fractal. But yeah, that point there definitely resonates. And I just love the piece of art being more powerful than our plans for it. Now, do I think that that means you shouldn't have an intention with your work? You should just go into everything blind? No, of course not. But it does kind of give you or me as I'm like internalizing that gives you like the permission to just let go and let the thing be next piece i want to share is sometimes it can be the most ordinary moment that creates an extraordinary work of art i also jotted this one down making great art may not always require great effort but without it you will never know and i honestly i wouldn't put anything that i've created under the quote-unquote great art category but what stood out to me from that is or what that reminded me of is something that Joey Diaz always said. Him obviously speaking uh, related to comedy, which is the comedy is the hardest, easiest thing that you'll ever do. And I feel that way. And I, I, I'm sure I've said this on previous episodes uh, of the pod. I feel that way about writing in that once I get, it's like the hardest thing to like sit down, get yourself to write. You kind of sort of hate it up until that point, at least for me. But once I start going, once I'm flowing, it, it just like comes easily and feels great. That's what she said. <laughs> um, the next clip says, not every inspired idea is destined to become a great work of art. Sometimes 
lightning arrives and we have no use for it. A moment of inspiration may excite us to begin a long exploration to discover its practical form, only to arrive at a dead end. The only way to find out is to engage wholeheartedly in the work, without diligence. Inspiration alone rarely yields work of much consequence. And that's definitely so true, right? Like you, how are you, how would you know if an idea that you have is good, if it's worth it, without actually being diligent enough to pursue it to its logical conclusion and find out? You have to do the work, in other words. Next, when when you acknowledge a weakness, always consider how you can remove or improve instead of discarding the entire piece. That's definitely a good takeaway for myself and I'm sure for other writers as well. Like when you write something that you, you, you yourself like know objectively just sucks, instead of just chucking it, you know, try to figure out how to make it work. Mold it a little bit. Take out parts that you hate, add new parts that you might like, etc. It's helpful to work as if the project you engage in is bigger than you. I guess so, right? Kind of like a, a leap of faith in your own work uh, type of thing, type of mentality. And I jotted this one down, which is there's a timeliness to work. Hanging on to your work is like spending years writing the same entry in a diary. Moments and opportunities are lost. The next works are robbed of being brought to life. And that's true too. There's like a like paralysis by analysis type of thing that happens with writers, definitely with me, and I'm sure other creatives as well, but where you become like too precious with the thing and never let it out and never, it, you know, you never make it. And I think that's partially what was going on with me writing uh, the second or the continuation rather to Fractal, where I had a lot of writer's block and I wrote, you know, like 25% of it, didn't love it, switched gears, started writing other things, like thinking a bit objective, objectively, I'm sure like I'm mind fucking myself in a way where I'm like building it up to some idea of what I think it should be instead of just like writing the story that I want to write. And again, just doing the work. So I definitely agree with that timeliness uh, element there. Experiment with different conditions while creating. Do it at night, then day. Write in the voice of someone else as if you're ghostwriting. Turn off the lights, then try with them on write in a different room, etc. I guess that could all aid and help with getting the uh, old creative juices flowing, right? The way we do anything is the way we do everything. Treat each choice you make, each action you take, and each word you speak with skillful care. That's something that I've always believed in. What's not seen, like what goes into something, definitely matters more than what is seen. Many, many, a lot of the times. Talent is the ability to let ideas manifest themselves through you. That's definitely an interesting take on talent, right? And it's kind of akin to that idea of the muse, of you just being a vessel and the muse acting through you, which also ties in to the, what he was saying before in terms of having faith in your work and just like letting go and letting it happen. That all ties together there. Got a few more to share with you folks. I told you there definitely were a bunch of takeaways. The impossible only becomes accessible when experience has not taught us limits. Let me read that one again, mainly because I didn't get it. <laughs> the impossible only becomes accessible when experience has not taught us limits. Okay, makes sense, right? Don't limit yourself. While creating and defending a story in your own head, you miss information that might alter or evolve your own thoughts. 
Interesting. How do you correct for that then? Okay, I have here to listen impatiently is not to listen at all. That's definitely the truth if I've ever heard one. Oh, you know what was interesting just from a the way the audiobook is set up? Between each piece, there's this bell that he plays or that is played, which sounds like this. And I thought it was so interesting and it, it kind of like kept me like engaged or pulled me back in to the story. Like if my mind was like drifting or whatever, then I hear that. And what that is, is a Buddhist practice to pull the listener's attention into the now. And I thought that was pretty dope. And if you all know Rick Rubin, you know, he's like very big on like TM meditation, transcendental meditation and different like Buddhist philosophies. So that was a definitely a nice touch within the audiobook. All right, then next, this is a bit of a longer clip that I jotted down, which is Oscar Wilde said, some things are too important to be taken seriously. And the art is one of those things. Setting the bar low, especially to get started, frees you to play, explore and test without attachment to results. This is not just a path to more supportive thoughts, active play and experimentation until we're happily surprised is how the best work reveals itself. Here's another good one. Curate the quality of what you allow in. Level up your taste. The objective is not to mimic greatness, but to calibrate our internal meter for greatness so that we could better make the thousands of choices that might intimately lead to our own great work. And that's definitely a good one and an interesting way to like look at it because it's like, I always speak in terms of, or not always, but I've spoken in terms of inputs and outputs. And it's like uh, what you input into your into your mind, into yourself, uh, you know, like what you read, the movies you watch, the TV shows you watch, the music you listen to, all inform your output, your outlook. And it's akin to that saying of, you know, you're the average of the five people closest to you or something like that. It's like, those are your inputs. You are the output or result of those average inputs. So it's an interesting take to make yourself elevate your taste in the sense of taking in higher quality, higher level inputs so that your output could eventually become great. Then I have here, if something strikes me as interesting or beautiful, first I live that experience. Only afterwards might, emphasis on might, I attempt to understand it. And that's some good, you know, be in the moment, live in the moment type of advice there. And just a couple more that I'm going to share, which is in this great unfolding of life or existence, ideas and thoughts, themes and songs and other works of art exist in the ether to ripen on schedule, ready to find expression in the physical world. As artists, it is our job to draw down this information, transmute it and share it. And that's, again, playing with like the muse, the idea of the muse and us just being vessels. You know, don't take yourself so seriously. Just do the work. Allow it to happen. And lastly, I'll wrap it with this takeaway, which is we're all practicing in a larger creative act that we're not conducting. We are being conducted. If you have an idea that you're excited about and you don't bring it to life, it's not uncommon for that idea to find its voice through another maker because the idea's time has come. And that, folks, are a bunch of the takeaways that I wanted to share with you all from reading 
Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Definitely a great read that I highly recommend. I'll have links to it in the episode notes for you guys to check out. The free writing piece that I want to share with you all today is titled, You Can't Wait for Everything to Be Okay. This specific free writing piece will be linked to in the episode notes for you all to check out directly. But you can check out all of my free writing pieces at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. And by free writing, I don't mean that it's free to you, although it is. So I guess it's like a double entendre ish in that way. But by free writing, I mean free association writing. It's the act of putting pen to paper and just writing whatever comes out stream of consciousness. I like to do this in multiple ways, whether it's with no specific thoughts or intentions in mind and just freely writing, or as is in this case, with a specific intention in mind where I am free writing to or in response of something that I heard, a specific quote or line that I like or sentiment that I got from somewhere. In the case of today's post, this was a conversation on the Joe Rogan experience, episode number 1847 with Theo Vaughn. And Theo is telling Joe about something that Dustin Poirier, the UFC fighter, texted him that resonated with him. And it definitely rang true to me. And Dustin told him, quote, you can't wait for everything to be okay to live your life, end quote. Here's what I wrote to that. That's rough to take in for a calculator like me, but it's an objective truth. And I think it's applicable to every microcosm of life. And I wrote some examples here. You can't wait for every thought to be aligned just right before you begin writing a novel. You can't wait for all other stressors in your life to be alleviated before you begin making healthier lifestyle choices. You can't figure out every crevice of a business deal before it happens. I've been frozen at times at different times in my life, overthinking things unnecessarily, stressing over what if future scenarios that never happen. Each time I reflect back on those moments, it's clear they were not helpful or productive or have any net positive result. So begin to live. Don't allow paralysis by analysis to be your MO. Make a conscious and deliberate effort to start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. And I wrote that on September 7th, 2022 at 8.22 a.m. Definitely on the A train on my way to work while I wrote that. Shout out first off to the Spuntoday tagline that I end every episode with. If you guys listen through the outro to the end of every episode, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. And there's more to that tagline. So be sure to listen to this episode all the way through to the end. And if you'd like that tagline, by the way, shameless plug here, I do have a couple of coffee mugs with that quote, that saying on them, spuntoday.com forward slash support if you want to check those out. But yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of this still. Um, And it's true, I definitely overthink things a lot of times unnecessarily. I don't think every time, although I could just be rationalizing that for myself in real time. But I have said before and do believe that if I had to choose, if it was like a black and white decision of never overthink anything and always overthink everything, I think I would stick with the latter. But in practice, in real life, the goal is, at least mine, to balance that, you know, not overthink everything. Definitely the stressing over what if future scenarios, very, very unhealthy, very unhelpful. Because like I said there in that piece, when I reflect back on those moments, 
a lot of those scenarios never even fucking happen so it's like all the stress that i'm taking in not only the time i'm wasting you know thinking about these things and stressing over certain things but like what effect is that having my body physically my fucking giving myself cancer just from like stressing you know and for moments again that never happen it's like i'm stressing over like a what if scenario of something happening that never occurs it's like it's an exercise in futility but i definitely agree with that sentiment of yeah you can't wait for everything to be just right because we we put off a lot of things for different reasons that we rationalize to ourselves we put things off like making healthier lifestyle choices for example like i highlight here and we may do certain things consciously and sometimes even unconsciously but you know we kick the can down the road and say you know i'll start making healthier decisions at the beginning of next year or after i finish with this really stressful project at work because you know the hours that i'm working i have to you know the only thing available is to eat like shit for example or you know insert whatever excuse you have here and that is a way that you are technically waiting for everything to be okay waiting for everything to be perfect in your life in order to move forward in a certain direction and that's just unrealistic you know circling back also to just from a, a creative perspective and the paralysis by analysis i have around writing the continuation to fractal i already know the story that i want to write i know the theme of it i know where it takes place and what i want to write about but there's part of me that is trying to figure out every single you know nook and cranny of that story before continuing to write it which again is unrealistic you can't wait for everything to be okay for everything to be figured out to live your life because if you do then you know you fast forward however long it's been since i wrote fractal one my debut novel which is i think it's going on like four maybe even five years now it's like you fast forward and you don't have shit so don't wait to live your life definitely a worthwhile takeaway there and that post again folks was and is titled you can't wait for everything to be okay posted on the website on june 7th 2023 and you can find that sponsor.com forward slash free writing and that folks was episode 235 of the spun today podcast thank each and every one of you for listening i really really do appreciate it Please stick around for just a couple minutes. Give me a few moments of your time to listen to the different ways you can help support this show if you so choose. As I told you guys in the beginning of the episode, your support means an absolute ton. It not only helps me keep the lights on, but also motivates me to continue putting out these episodes. Thanks again for rocking out with me and listening to this episode. And I will check you all out next time. When, by the way, I will tell you guys about how I am a motherfucking hero and saved the life of a little old lady. Somebody get me my fucking cape. Till next time. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There, you'll find my merch section, where you can cop the iconic Podcasts vs. Anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt, also available in a bunch of different colors in all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. Spuntoday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spuntoday logo on one side 
and the tagline that I end every show with on the other, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. 
Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? SpunToday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.